0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio.
1: Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you on this Monday, July 27th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is not hanging out with the Miami Marlins, so I'm hanging out with Jason Shepard, who wants all the smoke. By the way, be honest. I always am. Do Had you ever heard that phrase before
0: Kairos Tonga tweeted that out? Yeah. Okay, I had not. I know that will surprise Welcome. zero people. That's okay. But. You have to learn it, something. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, like a week or two ago when the rumors about possibly I guess this is actually before Alabama. Kyrus Tonga tweeted out, they'll just play anybody. Yes. Anybody, anywhere, we're, we're ready for the, we it, want the Whoever smoke. wants that smoke. Wants the smoke. Yeah, whoever yeah. wants that smoke. Yep. So now we've got uh, part two of this discussion because today. Is this fa-
1: the theme of BYU football? Maybe,
0: maybe. May this morning on the Instagram, uh, a couple of coaches, Preston Hadley and Gennaro Guilford, uh, referenced it again. In fact, we, we have the, uh, the Instagram video. Take a, take a listen or watch this. Cougar Nation, what's good? What's up, baby? It's your boys.
2: We've got Coach G in the house. We're here making lifestyle changes. Starting riding, starting the biker game. Ride to the office every morning.
0: It's, it's day one of the season. Go on, go on, go on. Oh, shoot. It's day one of the season. We don't know if it's been officially confirmed who we're playing, but we're gonna be ready. And whoever it is, we want all the smoke. We ready, baby. <laughs> we ready, Hey, cruising up Provo River Trail, anybody wants to join, you'll know we'll be every morning, 6 30. Peace out. First of all, that was a mistake. What was like? You're gonna have like just hordes of BYU fans just ready to <laughs> oh, ride with these oh, guys. Saying where <laughs> it's they're like biking? we're gonna be here at this time, yeah. yeah. Uh, so sorry, Preston. He wants a
1: biker gang, though. <laughs> I guess to have three or more, I think.
0: But yeah, so uh, so they, they want mean, all, they want they want that smoke.
1: They want the smoke. Well, yeah. they're biking, so they don't want the smoke. No, no, no. They're, they're saying, I
0: know right where they are too. Nice. I know right well, where they well, are.
1: Well, everyone does now. <laughs> they uh, they said it. Okay, here's what's on the show rundown today. Football back in session for BYU. We'll discuss that, what it means for the season. News out of Major League Baseball rocking the sports world today. Does the NBA combine invite for Yoli Childs mean he will be drafted? We'll discuss. Plus, Blaine Fowler on those things and the best to wear at 61 and 62. But first, today's headlines. The NCAA
0: is providing a waiver for teams to start workouts and preseason camps based on dates of their originally scheduled games. That means the BYU will begin team practices today. There we go. Now the official start of fall camp is expected to start next week with the first practice set for August fourth.
1: Okay, so BYU officially practicing today. They're this back is what today. What thought was going to happen uh, last? Monday, July 20th, but it couldn't.
0: And and you figured a waiver of some kind was probably going to be in the works for teams. Tom said as much yes. Monday. Yeah, and I mean, look, it's it's a competitive advantage or disadvantage, however you want to look at it, if, if that stuff is not in place. Right. So you knew it was coming down, and obviously uh, it's, it's in place now to where BYU is able to start today.
1: And Preston Hadley uh, alluding to the confirmed or not. So BYU thinks they have an opponent in week one, it would seem. Zach Wilson named to the Maxwell Award watch list, given to the nation's most Most Outstanding College Football Player. Wilson threw for 2,382 yards and 11 touchdowns last season.
0: The Athletic ranked their top 20 players on the New Orleans Saints, and quarterback Taysom Hill came in at number 15. Taysom scored seven touchdowns, threw for 55 yards, ran for 156 yards, and blocked a punt during the 2019 season.
1: And the NCAA says it will delay a decision on its 22 championships until early August regarding those 22. So that's everything from... You know, cross country. All the fall. All the fall and, championships. And uh, is it only fall? I think it's just about? the fall championships
0: okay. right now. Nothing from winter is make sense. yet.
1: They have more than 22. Yes. That makes absolute sense. Okay, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're
2: talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU
1: Sports Nation. As mentioned, today is day one of official BYU fall practice for the fall. Fall camp, technically, starting a little bit later, perhaps next week. Uh, it's on, baby, but against two in week one. We don't exactly know. Alabama, perhaps? That's been uh, the rumor. We don't know yet. Then there's the news out of Major League Baseball that is shaking things up right now. The Miami Marlins have 14 positive COVID tests among players and staffers and have postponed their game against the Orioles tonight. Also, Phillies-Yankees postponed. As well. So, with that news in mind, Jason, are you more encouraged or discouraged about BYU football playing this fall based on the news?
0: Well, I mean, honestly, the answer is both, but if I had to pick just one, probably discouraged. And look, BYU football finally getting on the field as a team to practice is a big deal, and it should be an exciting day. Like, this should be a day that everybody's just pumped. But with everything going on around us, I think we're almost programmed to assume that something bad is on the horizon. With everything that we've dealt with over the, as a country and honestly as a, as a planet over the last four or five months, I think you're just almost programmed to just we're waiting for the next piece of bad news to fall. I, I, I'll say it's a good sign that BYU is out there, that they've been given the green light to practice. That's a good sign. If there was no chance of playing a season, I don't think they would be saying, yeah, go ahead and start practicing. So I think it's certainly a good sign. Or if there was a significant concern – of an outbreak, they probably wouldn't let them go out and practice right now. So I think that is a positive thing that they're allowed to go out and do that. Um, But it's just way too early to know anything about how this affects playing this year. and, And you mentioned the stuff going on with Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, in my opinion, is the league that if you want college football to be successful, you want Major League Baseball to be successful. And yes, the differences are one is a contact sport, one is not. But when you look at how baseball is playing their games, they are not in the bubble situation, and they are traveling. So you're, you're in your own cities. You're traveling to other cities. If, if that can be successful, I think that is a positive thing for college football, who will do some of the same things, again, but with a contact sport. So the fact that Major League Baseball, again— we don't know how severe this is, how how long, what this is going to do to shake everything up, but it's certainly not a good thing, and it's just just more bad news piling on.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I, I am discouraged by the news out of Major League Baseball uh, that in a non-contact sport where you have limited, yeah, similar to football in that, yeah, those those things you discussed, that they are having tests that are delaying things. So if they can't play for 10 to 14 days, that's a lot of games, right? I feel like if that's going to happen with college football, and you would think because of volume of not only teams in college football, but also roster sizes, that the chances of that happening more often would be more often um, or higher. I'm thinking, is BYU going to play four to six games? If an opponent or BYU in a given week can't play a game, and then you're out for two weeks, so you've eliminated uh, you know this week and next week, and you're playing that third week. Well, who's to say that the third week will happen at all for you or the opponent? That feels tough. We haven't established, and no one said officially, how this is going to work. If Jaron Hall or someone in his position, a starter, James Empey, someone like that that touches the ball a lot, if they get a positive test and they were around the guys, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does BYU have to space out? So that if someone gets a positive test, that they uh, don't have to quarantine the whole team or isolate is the proper phrase. I'm, I'm concerned. I hope that we can figure this out and that it can work. Perhaps we will get a higher level of tolerate, – tolerate a high, higher level of risk mm-hmm. down the road. I'm not exactly sure, but – well, the Miami Marlins have never been the standard bearer of how to do anything in Major League Baseball. They
0: have one World Series, which is
1: just mind-boggling. They went, I think they went won think second, They've right? won two, yes. Right, they, they bought one. Mariners, can you just do that? Anyway, <laughs> I am concerned because I think football is very different than, than soccer and baseball when it comes to how you play the game, how you practice. I would love to know, and BYU doesn't have to say, but I would love to know how practice works. What happens when someone gets a positive test these le- these power five leagues and probably group of five are going to establish protocol to standardize this among themselves. BYU is going to have its own sort of standard, and then when they play someone they 're going to have to agree to either that standard or come to some middle terms but i am I am discouraged. I want to be encouraged, but what news is there that makes yes. it encouraging right now well and...
0: and- as as it pertains to Major League Baseball, and, and and again, this comes down to the risk. If and this is you could look at it with college football as well. If the top priority is to just get the games in. If you're Major League baseball, you already have a plan in place where you could just continue the games. You've got 14 for the Marlins, 14 players and or coaches. You have all of these teams have 60-man rosters. Now, you have 30 right now that are active and in the Major League camps. But then you also have another 30 that are at a separate location that are training every day that you can call in and yeah. essentially use as a minor league system to bring in. So, that's in place if you just want to get the games played, you can bring in some of these guys that are not Positive for COVID, and just play the games, and replace those with the guys who are positive. You're
1: Saying like tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm
0: saying like that. In theory, could, in theory, get them that to could work. The venue. Yeah. Could that something like that work in college football? Like, is it well? In theory, you have you, you have, you have more players. Plus yes, players, right? So Almost then it boils up. down to what's what is the plan? If we if we get it, meaning any program gets it, and there's positive tests, is it an immediate shutdown of everything? Do you just quarantine? Like you said. Knowing what the protocols are right now, it's still murky to know how it's all going to play out because you don't know how everybody's going to go into those situations looking at it.
1: And great point brought up by uh, Haley McCombs on Twitter. She said, what if the BYU football team was in the missionary training center like a bubble? And I thought, you know what? You know the most bubbly situation I've ever been in my life? A mission. Specifically, the MTC and I went to Sao Paulo and it was one building, six stories high. We yeah. were in there six days a week. We we didn't get out to the grass field to play soccer or whatever, right? We didn't. We didn't. Well, How have... did you mix in all of the working out and the staying in shape? I'd look at me again and say that. <laughs> that's like when I lived with rugby guys in college. They're like, "Oh, right, you're on the team," and I was like, "Thank you for even." You're like you're very kind. It's a possibility. <laughs> you're very kind. What if the BYU football team stayed in the MTC, took all their classes online? And then would travel to the games and would come back. Would that be possible at hey, all? The other teams would not be doing that kind yes. of thing. They don't have this, uh, you know, multi-million-dollar setup up the road, literally on campus, like BYU does. There are. But that sounds really intriguing. That is an intriguing thought. It ain't happening. Well, I well, don't look, think the church would create the space for that. They have actual missionaries. But the wanna. positive things that can come out is of that. Is anyone going into the MTC right now? Not, no, not to, not to uh, okay. that I'm aware of. Never mind. There's space. Let's, that's what
0: I'm saying. Let's go. Plenty of cereal for people to eat. So there's food <laughs> there. Uh, you can catch up on your scripture
1: study. And possible to learn a new language while you're there. There's also the tree of life. Our question of the day, does BYU beginning football activities today make you more or less confident they will play in September? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on the social media's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at CougarFan underscore 08. It doesn't change my thoughts at all. We have seen that it doesn't matter what teams do. Things can change in the blink of an eye. When the ball is snapped in the first game, then I'll gain some confidence. I have evolved, by the way, from thinking we'd have no season probably to this idea. I think we'll start, but I don't think we'll finish. Does that make sense? I I think we'll begin a season um, and and some teams will play, some may not. But it's hard to imagine that everyone is going to get to the finish line. With all of this,
0: that's one of the things now, again, I look, I'm not a doctor. I know that, you know, everyone's like, well, I thought he was, but I hear everybody wanting to push things to me, it would make sense to move things up to play because I agree with you. Play as soon as possible. Play as soon as possible to try and get in as many games and avoid when you're going to be dealing with possibly, you know, the second outbreak, dealing with the flu season in general on top of all of it, I would think you would be moving stuff up, not pushing it down.
1: It's interesting to see where this goes because obviously college football and the NFL, they're going to try and play. There's just too much money involved, right? And there's too much passion for the game. Yet there's the health concerns and there's the one argument of, well, these aren't the people that are, one, getting sick and or dying. Right. But if they are spreading it, perhaps that's the concern, right? Because I, I look at positive tests and I'm going, are positive tests the issue or are deaths the issue, right? But th- those are correlated somewhat. Yes. But the numbers are so low, it's very interesting to f- feel like what, what is uh, an acceptable level of risk and what is not. And who is making that call? Yep. It's very hard to figure that out. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Coming up, staying with the theme here, COVID hits a BYU player in the National
1: Football League. And Blaine Fowler on the start of practice, what does that mean for him? What does he think is going to happen? He sometimes plays our resident doctor. We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. Maybe he's in surgery.
0: (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Summer baseball is on BYU Radio and BYUCougars.com. The Utah College League resumes play tonight, featuring players from BYU and other in-state baseball schools. Join me at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on BYUCougars.com and the BYU Cougars app for live summer baseball. How's that been going? By the way, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. They were the the league missed a couple of games because they had a, a positive test for COVID-19, but went through all of the. Uh, the uh, the proper channels and got the go ahead to restart a week ago and so it's uh, it's it's been fun it's just been fun to have live sports going on yeah it just, it's been great.
1: You're the only one that's called a game in a <laughs> long time, right? In it has been. State of Utah? It has like? been a blast, I'm yeah. telling you. That's been uh, pretty awesome. Okay, lots to discuss with our next guest college football, BOA football starting, Major League Baseball news. Let's bring in Blaine Fowler, a resident expert on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Blaine, it's a busy Monday as we try and figure things out. A little under six weeks to what would be the start of the college football season. BOA begins today. That's encouraging news. Yet we have MLB games postponed tonight. What do you make of all this?
2: Interesting. It's in major league baseball. The big question is how do you keep a bunch of 20 something year old or early 30 something year olds with millions of dollars under wraps and not have them go out and do things and get exposed. It's, they're not doing it like the NBA where they're putting them in a bubble. Um, and, and even with the NBA putting them in a bubble, you know, we saw over this last week, what, what happens with some guys that sneak out of the bubble for purposes of which maybe we shouldn't discuss, but anyhow, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a hard thing to keep them under wraps. I'm more interested to see how they manage this now um, and what comes of it. What's going to happen with these players on the Marlins that, that have tested positive? Will they just isolate, manage those folks? Will this thing spread? There's just so much unknown about this. Um, the one thing that we do know is high, high-level athletes without underlying respiratory disease and all those kinds of things are, are relatively low risk for getting seriously affected by the disease. So we'll just see how they can contain this thing and and see how it goes there. That's a big challenge for major league baseball. Those those guys have too much money and too much time.
0: Well, with, with BYU football beginning practice today, I guess the question is who, who, who are they preparing for? I mean, we know that in, you know, Tom Homo mentioned he's got three different scenarios. He's kind of just waiting for everything to play out, and, and then he's ready to to jump. But obviously, the big rumor, the 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 rumor that everybody's kind of excited about is Alabama. I mean, does BYU just start preparing for Alabama? I mean, is is it, is it that simple?
2: Well, I, th- I think the coaching staff has started to prepare prepare for Alabama if that ends up being the case. And I think a lot of what happens in college football rests on the SEC. They're they're the power conference of power conferences, and. You know, their uh, commissioner came out more than a week ago and said, "No, we want to play a full schedule if we if we possibly can," and that they'll watch the data over time and not make a decision until we get a little bit further down the road. But you know, if the SEC decides that they want to play, then I think we're going to play, and uh, I don't think it matters what the the Big Ten and the Pac-12 say. I think the SEC has a much bigger voice and uh, and and will make uh, have a bigger impact on what everybody else does, and certainly that impacts BYU. And and I know this, that, that Tom Homo's had conversations with multiple teams in the SEC and in the Big 12. Both conferences have have wanted to fill those games and have conversations about the games they lost with the Big 10 and the Pac-12. And so, you know, think teams like Alabama, and that's been well-documented. And, and I do think that when it's all said and done, if we play and we play at a regular time in the fall, that that there's a really good chance that BYU plays Alabama in that opener. But also, TCU needed a game. Oklahoma State needs a game. Iowa State has needed a game. Texas A&M, we know, is actively looking for a game. Uh, Tom has had conversations with all of those schools, among others, and we know that if if indeed they play, he feels confident they can fill a full schedule full of teams like those teams. Uh, And that'll be kind of fun.
1: It would be fun. It would be anti-my regular schedule, but 2020 is different. And let's talk about this, Blaine. We're seeing what's happening happening in baseball, and they have a farm system where they can bring in replacement players who weren't exposed potentially if they want to play, say, tomorrow or something. College football is just unique and different that way. 85 scholarship players, about 105 players in, in total. Can teams set up in a way where if there's a positive test, they don't have to isolate the whole team? Do you think that BYU and other teams need to configure how they practice in a way where they don't expose each other just in case? So you don't have to be canceling week one and week four and week seven
2: and week ten. Well, th- think about this, guys. They, they've they already been, like we talk about official today, getting there for workouts where the coaches can be involved. But, but today's practice and this week's practices aren't much different than what they've been doing other than coaches can be involved because they've been doing player run practices. They've been doing workouts with their strength coaches, which is allowed in the off season for some time now. Um, voluntary, but voluntary these days, kids get here. When it's voluntary, they're here, right? So they've been here. They're getting screened uh, every day. They've been, they've been tested. Um, and across the country, we've seen some teams reporting um, publicly and others not, but there've been a number of cases already. Clemson's a perfect example of that. Arkansas also report a high number of guys. So this has been going on for a while, and part of this six-week run-in is because there wasn't spring ball and to be able to kind of implement things and install things that you're going to install, you need a a little bit longer. You need longer to get players in shape, but now you also have six weeks to kind of go through, are are guys going to get it or are they not going to get it? If they get it and you isolate those that get it away from the team and then bring them back to the team, can it either run its course or can you get to the point where you're not having any more positive tests before you go into game 1. and so the the time between now and the beginning of the season is not just to get in shape but i think it gives you enough lead time to to manage through this and find out if you're going to have a problem or not have a problem.
0: What's your educated guess on the number of games BYU plays today? As we sit here on July 27th, what's the number that's kind of floating around in your head on how many games you thinks you think BYU gets in this season?
2: Everybody keeps talking about 10 is a is a backup kind of safety net or ten games. Um I mean I'd like to see him play twelve. And I think if the SEC says no we're gonna we're gonna schedule games starting that first week and hey Alabama's gonna schedule BYU, I, I think they'll play twelve. Um but there's a lot of talk about if if some of these numbers don't start to turn downward, um is particularly in, in these hot spots uh in the Sun Belt, um, then they may push this thing back to further in September. And then you start talking about a 10-game season. So I think they're watching the numbers. You notice the NCAA Board of Governors, everybody was expecting last week for them to come out and make a recommendation of whether or not to go to spring, even perhaps, or to push it back. And their only statement was, well, we're going to wait a little while longer and we're going to look at the data. So the, the the announcement was no decision at this point until they get more data. And I think the hope is that some of these curves can – can trend downward a little bit in some of these states where it's been hot, um, where they can start at the very beginning of September. And if that happens, then 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 BYU could could fill a 12 game schedule. But but I think that backup is maybe it's a 10 game schedule and they don't start until maybe the third week in September or further out. Is a thing if this thing can simmer down a little bit. That's what it
1: kind of feels like it's going to be. Blaine is a delayed start and then an attempt at you know eight nine ten games yet. If we have a, a team that gets multiple positive tests or whatever and they can't field a team, all of a sudden a, a game could be canceled or BYU has one, it feels like if we get like six games in, I'll be happy. How do you feel
2: about it? Hey, if I, I would rather, honestly, I'd rather play the spring than play six games. Ooh. I mean, that's my opinion. But but I I think they can manage around, around it to get more than six. I think the 8, 9, 10 is – is, is maybe manageable. And then it depends on who you are. I mean, if you look at Clemson and, and Arkansas where they're at already, um, I mean, these are teams where if, uh, if they, uh, um, th- this thing may run its course with them. Sorry about that. My cat just bumped into <laughs> the cat just ran into behind my, so, fortunately it, the black cat didn't cross our path. So like oh this, yes. She just walked, she just walked behind me and smacked so into the, the last thing we need right now. Dog. Blaine, we've got, a cat. We've... we've got enough on our plate. <laughs> we don't need that we don't need that bad karma of a black cat walking right across here that would be bad so so binks went the back route and went that way so we're all good but um but yeah we have a black cat named binks have you guys seen hocus pocus the yes. little black mm-hmm. cat binks yes. Our, ours looks just like that but she knows she's trained don't bring bad karma and walk like this okay. she didn't well, do that it's good so only but, good karma. but but uh, you, you wonder if this thing may run its course with some of these teams at the rate that, that, that some of the teams that have been announcing their numbers, by the time we get to a season they may have every everybody been exposed to it and be in great shape by then, you know? Um and, and we don't know a lot about does it really provide um long term immunity or, or or what's the story on that. But I think people feel a lot more comfortable if someone's been exposed, they have antibodies um for this and and maybe not having a disruption if they get to that point. And some teams have had a lot of players already exposed.
1: Do you believe in the ultra competitive world of college football that there are teams that are trying to get positive tests on purpose
2: competitively to have an advantage? With not naming names, yes, I believe there are. <laughs> I, I, I don't say I say there are teams that are not being as unbelievably cautious whose mindset is hey, these are young, healthy players. We're not going to bend over backward to, to monitor these kids so that they don't come in contact with one another at all. Like, in other words, we're not going to operate in a bubble, and if they get it, we're going to manage it aggressively. I do think there's that mindset at some ultra-competitive programs. Um, you, you know how big football is in some parts of this country, uh, and so I don't, I don't doubt that that is going on at some places.
0: All right, Blaine, I'm going to throw you a curveball and ask you a non-COVID-19 related question. Uh, okay. I know this is, know this is it's something different. We're going to throw something else out there. Wow. Uh, so now nothing has become official from BYU or Utah state, neither have publicly commented on it, but we found out last week that, uh, Devonte Henry Cole, the grad transfer from Utah, looks like he's going to be on the move again, uh, on his way up to Logan to play for Gary Anderson and Utah state. How big of a hit is that for the BYU running back situation?
2: Uh, it hurts their depth. I, Devontae Henry Cole wasn't going to be the feature guy anyhow, and maybe that's why. And that's maybe why he's going. I, and remember, there's a coaching change. AJ recruited Devonte Henry Cole, and then Harvey is now Harvey Unga is now the uh, um, running backs coach. And and I know that Harvey. Everybody's really excited to have Devontae Henry Cole. You, we've all, we've all talked about this. He's going to be a great addition. And and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He he's got some inside toughness, even though he's a, a small, quick back. Um, but, but he was going to be a, a role player, a part of a rotation here. And, and I don't know what he's going to be at Utah state. I do know this, um, that, uh, Shelly is one of his, uh, um, or is it Shelby, Derek, Jason, Jason Shelly right. yeah, is, is, is his best friend from the team up at Utah and is transferred up there. I do also know that he's got a girlfriend that's up there. So there's some personal reasons to be up there. And, and I don't know what he's been told his role will be up there. But if if he has a chance to go be the feature guy there and he's got friends and and a girlfriend up there, um, then great. I mean, that's good for him. And for BYU, they love the fact that he can be a change up and do things, but I don't think they thought he was going to be a 30 carry a guy feature player in this offense. And maybe he thought that coming down, Hey, I'm coming from Utah. This is what I'm going to be here. And I think that Harvey sat down with him and said, listen, we got great, running backs and we're as deep as we've ever been here at running back. Um, And when spring started, it was a short spring, but Jackson McChesney looked phenomenal. Um, And maybe the biggest surprise was Tyler Algiers, who looked really, really good in spring. And then Lopini Catoa is nominated for a bunch of national awards. And so you've got three really, really solid backs um, already, and they're adding some other depth there. And so he was going to be part of what what was going on here. Certainly he was going to have a a role – but he wasn't going to be the feature guy. And so I don't think BYU – it hurts that you can't have that other the rotator. It hurts the depth. But I don't think it's going to hurt the production for BYU or running back because I think they're, they're very good there. And when we talked about this um, when I came in and did the show with you, Chef, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I think McChesney is going to be the big surprise guy for everybody. When this season's over, everybody's going to go, whoa. We forgot how good that guy was when he was recruited because it's so long ago. And uh, and I think he's going to be a, a star for BYU.
1: It wasn't just UMass. That's what we hope to say, right? <laughs> let's finish with this. Yeah, well, it,
2: it, it was UMass, but it was a, it was a McChesney that was like half the shape that he's in right now, and didn't wasn't wasn't his body wasn't even a, a a sliver of what he was coming out, and he's back to that right now. You should see what he. I mean, he looks like he looks. He looks like right Blaine now, at
0: the basically. gym. It's what he looks like.
2: No, he, let's hope legs a little are three better, times right? Of, yeah, like. <laughs> Our arms for show, legs to go. He's got the legs to go. Nice. I just have the arms for show. You know, he's <laughs> he his legs and and, and please, people don't don't email us and say Blaine's out of his mind.
0: I'm saying his legs. I'm sending that email right now. His legs
2: look like look like Christian McCaffrey. You know how he has those big um, those big thighs where you almost have to swing your legs around one another to to move. And he's got great quickness like Christian. So his legs remind me of Christian McCaffrey. Blaine, so what's your email, email address? Say, Blaine, 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 said yeah. he's going to be as good. Jackson McChesney <laughs> is as good as Christopher McCaffrey. I did not say that. Wait, okay? you just said that. We just, can edit it. So we can make it, make it edit like it. it. Yes, come on. Yes. Yeah. No. I. It's, it, whenever we said, whenever we compare somebody to somebody like. Is Blaine out of his mind? Did he say that he's as good as Christian McCaffrey? I didn't say that. I said his legs remind me of Christian McCaffrey. Blaine Academy. at and
0: biceps4days.com.
2: Blaine, explain
1: how you have an AOL still to the people. This is a real thing.
2: An AOL email address. See that, no, I. the reason I have it is I have had AOL for so long. Like, AOL is a charged <laughs> service now with all these security things. And Jeremy and I were talking about He's like, why do you still have AOL? <laughs> I haven't had AOL so long that that I still am grandfathered in, and I don't get charged for all the stuff. You get the disc still? The disc? No, I don't. I'm just old school, you guys. I'm just old school. So. So we can't tell anybody my email because they'll all be saying Lane's out of his mind again. He said that he said that Chris, that Jackson McChesney's as good as Christian McCaffrey. I did not say that. So the guy that has the AML um, thinks that Jackson McChesney
1: yeah. is as good as Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh, so he, his
2: his he's built his lower body is built very similar to Christian. And remember, we were around Christian a lot when Dallas, my son-in-law, was playing over at Stanford. And and uh, you know J- Jackson has that really big lower body and great quickness um runs in the four fours you know runs a sub 1100 meters I I think he's the real deal and and we all know Lapini's the real deal and then Tyler is ready for a breakout season so BYU is stacked at running back and and, which is nice because they've had a lot of injuries at that position I think this is the year where we go man they they are deep and and DHC was going to add to that depth and have a role he was going to be you know a big part of what they're doing but having him gone does not kill BYU in any way shape or form.
1: Okay, Blaine, we appreciate the time uh and good luck migrating from Awell to Juno.
2: <laughs> no. Hey, I do have a Gmail account. I just don't give it to you guys because it's a double secret. Oh. oh
1: well, it's not a secret. Either. Not anymore. Here Blaine, we go. <laughs> Blaine, thanks for the time, man. All right, guys. Talk to you later. That's Blaine Fowler on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, you know why we show how. I'm not kidding about the AOL. That's a real thing. No, that's a, that is I a mean, a legitimate like, dude, thing. We can auto-forward <laughs> like a Gmail if you want. Like the, He loves the AOL. He loves it. He is a... He,
0: Blaine loves America Online, you know? <laughs> did you have Juno? I did not have had Juno, Juno, but I knew. I've seen the movie Juno. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. My guy. Yeah. yeah, with your boy, uh, George Michael Bluth. <laughs> What's Michael Sarah? What Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's just move on. Transition. Yes, coming up, big deal, no deal. I love this. BYU compared to a filet of fish
1: Who said that? What? Why? And should Taysom Hill be higher on the list of top Saints players? He was low for uh, my taking. Come on, this is BYU Sports Nation. To get to know the players, the
0: coaches, and some compelling fan stories, search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. All
1: 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available on demand. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard here. Neither of us have an AOL. Let's whip it.
2: It's time for the Cougar whip Around.
0: Football. The NCAA is providing a waiver for teams to start workouts and pre- camps based on dates of their originally scheduled games. Now that means BYU will begin team practices today. Official start of fall camp is expected to start next week with the first practice set for August 4th.
1: Zach Wilson's name to the Maxwell Award watch list given to the nation's most outstanding college football player. Wilson threw for 2,382 yards and 11 touchdowns in 2019.
0: The NCAA will delay the decision on its 22 fall championships beginning in late October. Like everything else we're waiting on, those discussions expected to resume in early August.
1: Cougars in the NFL. The Athletic ranked their top 20 players on the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill came in at number 15. It's a little high for me or low. low low thank you this is an ncaa tournament brackets Taysom uh hill scored seven touchdowns through 55 yards ran for 156 yards blocked punt during the 2019 season
0: and aleva hefo has been put on the kansas city chiefs covid 19 reserve list after reportedly testing positive now according to the kansas city star hefo is asymptomatic and can rejoin team activities once he is medically cleared
1: Men's basketball: Yoli Childs receives an invite to the NBA Combine. Congratulations, to Yoli! No date has been set for the event quite yet.
0: TJ Hawes and Taylor Mon are named to the 2019-2020 NABC Honors Court for quality academics.
1: Volleyball: Brendan Sander gets a contract extension with his club in Poland. Ceres Inia Sardzi Radom through 2021. Oh, I'm so didn't, glad you got that one. Didn't nail it. <laughs> Let's hit up the best to wear it. We're counting up to 99. One number each show, perhaps two like today, determining who was the best athlete to wear each number at BYU. We have 61 and 62 today.
0: Number 61, going to a linebacker from back in the day in 1975 to 1979, Gary Kama is the best to wear number 61. 215 tackles, 18 tackles for loss, two sacks, three forced fumbles, and seven pass breakups. In his career, 1979, first team all whack. eighth most tackles in a single game in BYU history with 18 against Long Beach State. Unbelievable. He was the AP National Player of the Week and the WAC Player of the Week when he recorded 17 tackles against Texas A&M. And in 1979, led the team in tackles and tackles for loss, a team that finished undefeated in the regular season.
1: That 79 game against Texas A&M was BYU's first win against the ranked team. BYU went for two to win. And then the footage we just showed of BYU playing San Diego State Uh, Mark Wilson threw three passes, uh, three touchdowns to start that game. Al Michaels on the call. There we go. So the the best to wear, number 61, Gary Kama. Okay, number 62, Larry Moore. Larry Moore was the center for BYU football in in 95 and 96. Came from uh, Grossmont Junior College. And guess what? 95, BYU uh, doesn't make a bowl game. Gets real hungry. And in 96, bang, 14 and 1. Played in the NFL after being a two-time all-wax selection on that amazing uh, 96 team there. Played in the NFL from 98 to 05 with the Colts' Washington football team and Bengals. Started all 16 games for the Colts <laughs> in 99 and 2000. Redskins in 02. Uh, currently the offensive line coach at the University of Incarnate Word in San Antonio. Larry Moore was underrated. I remember when yes. he played, everyone was like, this guy's awesome. Yes. And he played in the NFL for several years. So the best to wear number 62. Larry, your boy, Moore.
0: Coming up, our rise and shout
1: outs. And let's just say... There'll be some flexing, and who and it's not from Blaine. And who compared BYU <laughs> to filet o fish? Ah, this is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, Boy, it's gonna dial up. Check my email. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of
0: BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and while you're there, don't forget to subscribe, write, and review. Do it, please. Like, write. What? Subscribe. Rate. And you can write. You can write. You can write. A review. Done. I like that. that. That's exactly what I meant to say.
1: All right, let's play a little Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. It's presented by Bodyguards Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Okay, number one, Big Deal, No Deal. Yoli Child's invitation to the NBA Draft Combine.
0: Uh, yeah, this is a big deal. No brainer, right? Yeah, this is a no-brainer be- deal for me because, look, when you talk about guys that are invited to the the NBA Combine, those are the guys that are looked at as the draftable players. You're not bringing in guys that you don't think have the ability to be drafted. So the fact that Yoli's on that list, that, that's, a, that's a big deal. Plus, it's not like the NFL Combine where it's just drills. The NBA Combine, they actually play some games. They have three-on-three three and five-on-five. Five. So you have an opportunity to get in front of these GMs, the coaches, You know, all these execs, this is a big deal for Yoli. This is really exciting for him.
1: CBOA's first player since Eric Mika to be invited, I believe. I believe that is correct. I don't think Kyle Collinsworth got an invite, but made it into the NBA and still in the G League. Uh, This is a big deal. Um, Yoli Childs uh, earned his way into that. He was not invited last year. And he had a tremendous senior season, and he got the invite now. So I, I think he became one of the best players in the country, and uh, it's pretty cool to see him get this opportunity. Does it mean he'll be drafted? Not necessarily, right? But it, it certainly increases his yes. exposure to potentially be Yeah, drafted.
0: nothing's a guarantee just because you get an, an invite to the to the draft combine. But again... Those players that are given those invites are looked at as draftable players that we want to get a closer look at. So that's a that's if, a good sign for Yoli.
1: If you play in the NCAA and you're not at the Combine, you won't be drafted. The only non-Combine draftees are foreign players.
0: Correct. Traditionally. Traditionally, yes. All right. Big deal, no deal. Zach Wilson being named to the Maxwell Award watch list.
1: No deal. Um, it's cool, but it's not a big deal. Um, there are a lot of players on the list. Zach is the... Uh, quarterback of the BYU Cougars. He's going to be at the forefront of the program. I think it's no deal. Obviously, it's, uh, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not nice, but I'm not a huge watch list guy. I'm a huge award wins guy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, an award watch list guy either, but it's one of those things where had he not been on it, I would have been, like, outraged. Well, that would have been a <laughs> so, but So I, I will say no deal just because, you know, like, I, I expected him to be on that. He should be on that. Yeah. yeah he absolutely should be on that. So
1: I, I love Michael Elisa. He's my guy. Two, two-time Doak Walker award watch list. Like, it didn't <laughs> end up being anything. It was just flutter for the preseason. Here's started. the deal, though.
0: If I were ever on a watch list, that would be in my Twitter profile. Like I'm 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 announcing well, let's,
1: that. Let's put you on a watch list. You're on the BYU Sports Nation host watch list. Done. If I have room. You know who isn't? I'm gonna have to stop. I'm gonna text. Dennis t- Pitta. Oh boy. Why?
0: Why? Why do you why do you gotta have the friction? It
1: creates fire. <laughs> <laughs> Big deal, no deal. An Alabama media member. What's his name? Stephen M. Smith. Yeah, let's not get him That's compared Stephen with Stephen Smith. A. Smith. That M means a lot. M for media. Compares BYU uh, playing Alabama to a Filet of fish. <sighs> for those that have not
0: seen this, the video is actually quite funny. <laughs> but his his whole idea was Alabama was originally going to play USC to yes, begin in Dallas, in Dallas at uh, AT and T Stadium, and he compared that to like going to the McDonald's for the homestyle chicken meal.
1: That's not going to McDonald's. No, it's I don't not. Like where this? But starts. his
0: but his point was, you get all excited about the the homestyle chicken meal. The USC, and when you go there, you find out that they're all out of homestyle chicken meals, and so they offer you a filet of fish. So he said that BYU was the filet of fish in this scenario. I've never been more offended in
1: my entire life.
0: First of all, my dad is the only person that I have ever known that has purchased a filet of fish. Really? My dad enjoys the filet of fish. He might be keeping he it. He is the only oh. person I know in my lifetime who I've ever seen order a filet of fish. And so
1: is this a big deal or no deal? <laughs>
0: It's it's a it's a it's a no-deal. It's Stephen M. Smith, okay? Stephen M. Smith, okay? I forgot we
1: were doing big deal no deal. I was going off on a rant. <laughs> it's no-deal. It's no-deal. I have not tried the fillet fish. Although it is a it's a breaded fish from it's a, a fast food burger joint. And they that put is cheese on the top of fish. Yeah, no. I don't like I'm, fish anyway. I but. eat fish. I ate salmon f- and ribs for dinner last night. Oh, royal salmon dinner. ribs. I eat salmon ribs. Who knew? <laughs> They're tiny. I'm gonna have salmon for lunch. I will not be having the fillet of fish, though. However, all right, so, no
0: deal. All right, big deal, no deal. <laughs> fillet of fish. Hey,
1: well, <AOL>, fillet. <laughs> You're
0: off the rails, yeah. All right, big deal, no deal. The NCAA deciding not to decide on the fate of the fall championships for another two weeks.
1: It's a big deal because it's the right decision. They need to wait. They need a little more information. Yet, how long can you wait? Yeah. Uh, with football, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. Certain teams, we need to wait and figure this out. It's like. It's six weeks to the season. When are you going to figure this out? Because there are teams who need to figure out who they're going to play and how they're going to make this work. So I think we're getting close to when a lot of decisions need to be made relative to college football. This particular one has to do with fall championships. That is cross country, soccer, women's Women's volleyball.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal just because we're all just craving for answers and some clarity. And, and even though this is something that's not going to take place right away, we're talking about things that will take place in November. It's still a decision that's a domino you know, that, that needs to be made so that you can see what scenario plays out. And, okay, so now that that's happened, we're going to take this course. So it's a big deal because it's just another decision we have to wait on.
1: If there's no championships, what's the point what's, of the season? Exactly. So what's they're the point? essentially determining, are we going to have a season at all? In the fall for these. For the most part. Because they could push some of these to the spring. It's just delaying, hoping we have more answers in a vaccine or whatever for the spring or the numbers go down. Um, Interesting. Okay, last but not least, big deal, no deal. Two Major League Baseball games being postponed today (sighs) due to COVID-19. Right
0: now, because I don't want there to be an issue, I'm going to say... Look, it's a big deal. I don't want it to be a big deal, but it is. Yeah, how is it not? I know. Well, I, I just it, don't, want, I I just don't yeah. want to admit it because I don't want something to happen to Major League Baseball where you, it's not going to be played. Mm. The fact that I had multiple games to watch over the weekend and I was just flipping back and forth, it was heaven. It was very fun. So it, it's a big deal. Now, it will be – where it goes next will be the real big deal, no deal because if it leads to more than just one game or more teams now doing it, then it starts then it starts to spread, and then it's a then it's a really big deal if it's just contained to to it's, right now it's just the Marlins the other teams are being the Phillies played the Marlins so they there so that's why they're the Yankees were in town to play the Phillies, so that's why that game's not being played and then it was the Orioles and the Marlins so the, Mar- the Marlins are the only ones that we know of that have the positive tests. Right. But it's affected three other Major League Baseball clubs. So it, it's a big deal. Hopefully it's something that doesn't shut the league down. Yeah, We will see.
1: It's definitely a big deal because it's one of the big four that's dealing with yes. positive tests. And how are they going to uh, do that? The NBA is hoping they have zero because they're in the bubble. That's not exactly true, though, right? Because they're employees from the outside who are right. after it. So mostly bubble. Um, the only true bubbles, the uh, the MTC, right? As we talked <laughs> that's
0: about. That's a really that's an idea I, that I had not even it, thought of. That's not a bad idea. And even
1: then, there are people who work there, right? Security, teachers, custodial, uh, you know, food that come in from the outside. But it is safety uh, zone. And in, the will safety the safety zone, zone be there? You'll Spencer be Spencer and I are on demand, giving <laughs> safety zone. You can be there to make lessons. sure everyone's following the rules. Like don't no. Well, let's talk money. Let's do it. <laughs> that wraps up big deal, no deal.
0: You had no idea Safety Zone was going to be brought
1: up on the show today. I'm ready you? for Safety Zone every day. <laughs> coming up, flexing it up on the Rise Shout Out. Richard Harward looking cut, like pristine, peaking Jason Shepard oh, cut. No. You'll see the photo coming up, unless you're on the radio. This is BYU Sports Safety.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, write, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Hey, writing, it's it's becoming a lost art. The show is
0: also available anytime on demand via BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
1: Our question of the day is this. Does BYU beginning football activities today make you more or less confident they will play in September? Albert A. Cameron IV. (laughs) It's a very formal name. I like that. On Facebook. Happy, but waiting to see how this whole thing with the Miami Marlins works itself out. Basically, the entire team was exposed when four players tested positive. If MLB can't figure it out, there could be trouble. And you've talked about how hey, if you want football, you want MLB to figure this out. Yeah. I think soccer is different. I think baseball is different. I think football is totally different than those two. And we need baseball to figure it out. Because if they don't, yes. then there's no way football can figure it out. It is opinion.
0: the one that currently is being played the closest to normal. Now, now you don't have the fans, but you, you still have teams that will travel to another city to play a team, and you are in your home stadiums. You are not in a bubble. So, in Orlando, you had, for soccer, you had the bubble. The NBA in Orlando, you had the bubble.
1: NWSL. Which was in Harriman, Utah. Was like in it, yes.
0: In a bubble, we had Ashley Hatch on the show, and she's kind of explaining yep. what it is. Yep. And so,
1: husbands in Orem. Yeah, husbands and in Orem. No she, yeah, yep.
0: you, they go. She gets tested. Was tested a couple of times a day. They go from the hotel. A Couple the, of times
1: a day. Oh
0: yes. Wow. To the field and then back to to the hotel. So, hmm. baseball is as close to normal as possible. So, if you're wanting a sport that will also try and be as normal as possible,
1: y- you really want Major League Baseball to succeed. And BYU's taken pre- uh, tremendous precautions in this uh, time as well. We talked about it with Blaine Fowler. Tom Homo addressed it as well. BYU players and staffers, we we did a shoot last Monday, getting ready for the season, in the uh, building, uh, student-athlete building, and our whole crew had to be uh, you know, test it to make sure temperature's temperature is good, oxygenation with your finger. Um, you know, you have to wear masks mask the whole time. You have to have some kind of identification to get in. That's the case, right, with soccer and volleyball and all these other teams for BYU that are preparing for a season. Here's the thing. When BYU plays, they will be as ready as anyone else, if not more, because the Cougars have uh, done a really nice job of getting back, being safe, shutting things down when they need to, Right. And uh, I'm excited that if they play, BYU's ready. There are a lot of schools that aren't even on campus right now. Yes, That coaches aren't even there. BYU players are getting ready for what they hope is a season.
0: We're lucky enough that we're in a state that allows it, the regulations allows it. That's a big deal, yeah. And that that they're able to do that. You're absolutely right.
1: Okay, the Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Checks over Stripes59 on Instagram. More, more, more. Let's go, baby. Bring on Bama, Weber. Southern Utah, Bishop Gorman High, whoever. The people need football, but especially BYU football. Let's hope it doesn't result. Let's hope it's uh, to high school teams to uh, Bishop Gorman.
0: Look, I understand Bishop Gorman's. It's a good team. Powerhouse. Yes. But let's not go scheduling the high school teams. Not yet. Unless that's what we have to do if to get on If it's October
1: field. 20th and BYU has no games played, <laughs> yeah. perhaps.
0: Yeah. It, just get Tim It's all good. All right, time for our rise and shout-outs. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but uh, yeah. a couple of the BYU basketball players doing a little flex. and Look at Richard Harward. Look, look at him. Look at the guns. And then you've got Caleb Lohner in the back giving a little flex as well. Putting in some work in the weight room, fellas. I like
1: it. That, that is a
0: swole Richard Arward, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Thanks to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time, and you're not on the short list, the watch list for BYUSN. Sorry. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Kaipo McGuire. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cougs.